0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Talk O Tuesday. Sometimes Monday, Talk O Tuesday, which today is Monday, but you might be listening to it on Tuesday. Alex Padilla. Alex regla How are you, man?
1: I'm doing well, man. How are you doing?
0: Okay. Let me just start off by saying this. I never thought there would be a team that could make me root for Boston, but watching Brooklyn and just the whole everything about Brooklyn, I was like, it would just be delightful if Boston just sweeps them. And as we speak, they have an eight point lead in half at the, at the half. And it has been a joy to watch. KD and Kyrie, <laughs> like the whole thing, the Ben Simmons outfit and then him not playing. Honestly, man, I don't know who, who your team is, the Raptors, right? So they're, they're, yeah, they just I started the as well, but I have been enthralled by the Boston, the Brooklyn series.
1: It's crazy. Cause that first game was like incredible. Like it was an awesome start to the series. And then it's just been sad. Like every, every story, every kind of moment since then. Um, uh, between KG really struggling and you know, credit Boston's defense, of course, but the whole Ben Simmons drama, Kyrie being Kyrie, uh, just
0: I mean, a mess. Some, some say sad, some say delicious. I'm <laughs> on the delicious side. I think this is everything that the playoffs is about. With it's, it's the games have been pretty good too, you know, they mm-hmm. haven't been like blowouts. Um, so I think the basketball is good. The storylines are just juicy and just the, the aesthetics of Ben Simmons on the bench and the brightest colors imaginable. It has just been, and then now he's not playing. And I would be shocked if Brooklyn wins this game, if we ever see him play this season, it, it's uh, to me, man, I have just loved every moment of this series so far.
1: Yeah. It's like that visual of Ben Simmons with, with the Brooklyn colors, uh, the grays and the blacks and kind of the muted. And then there he is in this bright like peacock on the bench. And it's just, yeah, he's literally the elephant in the room and he dresses like it too, where it's just, he's like the center of attention. And um, once again, it doesn't look like he's going to play the series or even if they somehow win it, I I don't know if he's going to make it again. Why would you just drop a guy in who hasn't played all year? into the playoffs. Makes it never made sense. sense
0: anyway. Never made any sense. I mean, defensively, maybe they needed him, but just <clears> imagine, I <throat> mean, just imagine. Cause they're already doubling KD. They're just maybe sometimes tripling KD guys are open. You imagine just Ben Simmons is being open in the corner. And he's just like, uh, what am I going to do with this? Like, it just, I, I don't know that that trade to me was always so, so weird, but I guess hard and wanted out. See, that's the thing too. I am by no means a LeBron defender of what has happened here in LA by any means takes, you know, if we're playing the blame game, he gets a good chunk of the pie, but can you imagine, can you imagine if he orchestrated what has happened in Brooklyn with handpicking his partner, handpicking his coach, handpicking a third all-star shipping that all-star out, bringing in another all-star in this all-star has got, mental health problems. I mean, I don't want to be like sensitive here, but some issues mentally physical issues. Like if LeBron was KD, this would be the biggest story in basketball. The, the, it, it might still be the biggest story in basketball, but I feel like Ben Simmons is taking all the brunt of it. And KD is kind of just flying under the radar here.
1: And we were talking about it before we recorded, but like we can presume Brooklyn's going to lose a series. What do they do? Like, after this, like what moves, but what does that mean? Like, is it Kyrie? Well, is he the I one would've. leaving?
0: I'm going to assume Steve Nash is going to get fired. I think that's a no brain. So, supposedly
1: brainer. Mark Stein. I think it was Mark Stein today said that they expect him to continue being the coach past this season. So I don't who know knows
0: how you can do that? I just, I don't know. Like it's, they play one-on-one ball. They don't even have, what is their offensive system? Just hand it to KD and Kyrie and let them do it anyone can go in and do what Steve Nash is doing right now. Like I, I just, uh, I would be surprised if they get swept that they bring, even if they don't get swept, if they just lose the series, if Steve Nash is back, I just, I know that Mark Stein reported that and I saw it, but I was like, dude, it's early. Like yeah. once emotions start running high and you really start evaluating your organization, what's the best thing you can do to send a message? Oh, you fire the coach. What has Steve Nash done in the game? that you're like, Oh yeah, we got to keep Steve Nash. Yeah. First time head coach, right? right like he, right.
1: um, there was a lot of controversy when he even signed, like he was getting that opportunity.
0: I mean, they were, you know, they had KD and Kyrie last season and Harden last season and they didn't, they didn't make it. So I, I think like, you know, Steve Nash is not Steve Kerr. He didn't come in and, and totally change the organization. So to me, that would be easy. Is Kyrie an unrestricted free agent, or does he have an option?
1: Soon. I'm pretty sure he's going to be one soon. I'm not sure if it's this season or next season, but pretty soon.
0: And so would I be surprised if if Kyrie's like, hey, we gave it a shot. I'm out. No, I wouldn't. I, I think that it could really be a good shakeup in Brooklyn. Or they run it back and see what happens with Ben Simmons next year. That's a flawed roster, though, by the way. I mean, it's just a flawed roster. They're like the Lakers. It's like you have your guys, but then the rest of the roster is not very good.
1: I, I think that's one thing I, I've learned, or I've like noticed a lot during these playoffs is how much like depth and having multiple contributors really um, matters. I, I think a lot long time we we thought the playoffs are just like your top stars and that's it, but I, I think more than ever with the injuries and just. Um, the importance of guys coming off the bench, like especially that Memphis-Minnesota uh, series, like having key contributors up and down the roster, having balanced defenders, shooting, playmaking, like you can't be one-sided or one-dimensional anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kyrie has a player option worth $36.9 million. If he opts out, that means he's an unrestricted free agent and he would be eligible for a five-year $245 million deal Ooh. with the Mets if he doesn't pick up his player option. Uh,
1: w- would you be comfortable giving Kyrie five years uh, on this upcoming contract?
0: He... I mean, he's so good, though.
1: <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's he is good. He's so good, good
0: though. But... Like, I mean, after watching Russ for a year, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> how bad could it be? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a good question, man. But it's let's, I guess, like, I guess my point being that the Lakers and the Nets were the top two favorites to win the championship Mm -hmm. and one didn't make the playoffs and one's on their way out in the first round. So, I mean, the Lakers aren't the only train wreck that happened this year. And I think Kyrie had a a quote saying like, you know, I wish we just had more time to gel together. It's like, dude, come on. You can't, you cannot say that, you know, everybody else can say that, Mm -hmm. but you cannot say that. But uh, have you enjoyed watching the playoffs without the Lakers two weeks later?
1: Yeah. There there's like, I, I, I love the Memphis, uh, Minnesota series. Like, I yeah. I wasn't, that was like a big sleeper hit and it's, it's been a lot of fun. The Pelicans Suns game last night was a lot of fun too. Like Jose Alvarado is like uh, his defense on Chris Paul and him doing that, that backcourt steal uh, late in the game was awesome. Yeah. There's been a lot of fun games, a fun series. So yeah, I, I, I do hope the Lakers are watching closely and, uh, taking notes in terms of how they might want to approach the roster construction going forward.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think this is Brandon Ingram's coming out party, you know, yeah, he's Brandon, been great. He's been great. And to do it in the playoffs is a different level. You know, you can be a great player in the regular season but when you get buried on Pelicans, you know, TV and then doing it in front of the country against the one seed. That's <laughs> such a big coming out party for them. And, um, you know, it's an, Okay, so when it happened this season, like when the Suns just – the Suns had, a, had so much pleasure beating the Lakers this year, right? You could see it in their trash talk, you know, and, and it all goes back to like the Andre Drummond meme last season. And the Timberwolves had a lot of fun at the Lakers' expense this year, Carl Anthony Towns specifically. And in the moment, I liked it because I feel like the Lakers deserved it. But at the same time, it's like Suns ain't won nothing. Wolves ain't won nothing. So you're over there talking all that trash. It's great, you know, to dance on the Lakers' grave, unless you end up buried right next to them, too. It's not a very good look. Car Anthony Towns has had two stinkers of a game. Had a little bit of a bounce back last week, but or last game. It, it, it's been incredible. I, I think Memphis is a good team. I don't think they're gonna go far. I think they're a great regular season team. Um, I could see them beating the wolves. I mean, obviously, it's tied right now. That's the team that I picked Memphis. Jaws are incredible. But I could see the Wolves upsetting them, but I don't I don't think either of those two teams are going very far. I think right now it's the Warriors. Like, if I had to handicap anything, it Warriors in the finals on the, from the West.
1: I, I think it all depends on Booker, obviously. Uh, I, I think if Booker was healthy, that'd be one hell of a series between them and Golden State. Uh, who knows when he'll be back, how he'll look once he's back. But uh, they have their hands full with New Orleans currently. Uh two, two, and again, if Booker's not back this series, uh that's like not a super surprise if they lose in the first round, it should be insane
0: yeah it's gonna be really interesting what happens in these playoffs. they've been fun though, and i listen, I'm not trying to be a dick and take my shots, but it I don't miss watching the Lakers play basketball
1: the- I don't miss the anxiety like I don't miss playoff anxiety where like. Jesus Christ. I, I can't imagine how some fans are, are feeling right now. With
0: some no, I games. just don't miss the product of the Lakers basketball.
1: <laughs> oh, that too.
0: Like yeah. that's what I, 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 I would love to have that anxiety and the thrill of, of close playoff games, but you know, I don't miss watching the Lakers actually play basketball Ooh. at all.
1: After watching these playoffs, how, how far away, like, are are you more confident now that the Lakers, if they were able to squeak in, just, they, they would not be good enough to, to make noise.
0: No, no chance. Yeah. No, no, I don't think. I mean, the Suns are still scoring a ridiculous amount of points.
1: I, the basketball just looks like a different sport yeah. right now than what the yeah. Lakers are doing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's what I was trying to say. It's like the product of the Lakers were putting out was not very good. And I could they have made the playoffs? Sure. They're going to win a series? I don't think so. I really don't. And then who knows with LeBron? Was he really out four to six weeks? That's a whole other thing too. But anyways, yeah. Uh. In the offseason at Silver Screen and Roll, we're doing laker previews or reviews, excuse me. Alex, you write for silver screen and roll.com. I do not. I don't have to write a player preview because if I did, it wouldn't be very positive for many guys. Who have you chosen? How many are you doing? And when does it start for you?
1: So, I've done two so far. Uh I the most recent one that's coming out, I guess when, you, when people listen to this either today or tomorrow is uh, DJ Augustine. And uh, basically what the series is, like we're, different writers on the site are going to be kind of reviewing different players' performances, um, how they performed, what their contract status looks like going forward in terms of if they're going to be in the plans or not. Uh, and then if, if we personally feel like they'll be a fit or the team will want them back based on how they played. So... Uh, I know DJ Augustine wasn't with the team for long. I know he's not the sexiest pick, Um, but I I think he's an interesting player in terms of maybe the type of point guard he represents versus what Russell Westbrook represented. And they both have very clear strengths and weaknesses, but I, I think DJ Augustine was maybe closer to the type of point guards LeBron has played with in the past in terms of just being a low usage guy, sits in the corner, makes literally every open three. And the only downside with Augustine is his size. And he was just yeah. uh, train wreck defensively. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers, if they move off of Westbrook, if they try to go towards a more traditional point guard like Augustine or keep trying to go that playmaking high usage, Russell Westbrook route.
0: Yeah, he played in 21 games for the Lakers this year. He shot 42.6% from three-point line. That's exactly what they brought him on for, right? Yeah, he they did his job. Like. They didn't bring him on to, to guard guys and and be this this wall of, of defense. They brought him in to make threes, and that's exactly what he did. I think he had a game where he didn't he go like seven of seven in one that, game. That
1: Cleveland game,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, He is 34 years old. Mm-hmm. He will be 35 in November. He has talked about, you know, I've played 14 years. I'm not sure if I'm coming back. I'm not sure if I'd be back with the Lakers in the first place. He's been everywhere, been on a bunch of teams. Um, but in a season where it's difficult to find positives, would you list them as one?
1: Yeah, I, I think in terms of like, I almost view like all these players. Like, did you do what the team expected you to do? Or did you just like do your job? And I think DJ Augustine for all his weaknesses, which we, we expected like a guy who's six foot is defensively just going to struggle in the NBA, especially if he's almost
0: 11. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) especially one that's 34 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but like we said, he came in and one of the first things Frank Vogel says, like we wanted spacing and shooting at that position. And, um, he did exactly that. So um, if nothing else, I, I think the most important thing is maybe him serving as like a proxy or maybe like as a blueprint to see how a different type of point guard would look next to what, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis and the young guys. And I, I think in those terms, like offensively, he looked pretty good and the team looked good when he was out there. So maybe his biggest uh, contribution is maybe the next point guard looks a little bit more like him.
0: Do you think when you say that, when you say a little bit more like him, you have like a trade partner in mind. You have like a free possible free agent in mind. Like what should the Lakers be looking for? If, if, if DJ Augustine is the kind of guy that LeBron is playing, you is LeBron is used to playing with that point guard. Is there someone that stands out to you? Like, Oh, this guy could, this guy fits the bill.
1: I mean, immediately, I, I think a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, uh, is probably the souped up version of DJ Augustine in terms of, not only can he space it; he's a solid playmaker, but he also is really sound defensively, and he's not going to be a defensive liability. Um, that Indiana Westbrook rumor is out there, mm-hmm. and um, Brogdon would make a lot of sense stylistically, or even. But like, just going back in the past of guys like George Hill, just like these three and D type point guards, like where or when like Alex Caruso, for example, Mm -hmm. like low usage guys who can play, make off the bounce, who can space it, make open threes and then defend. And that's just the Lakers went a completely different route with Westbrook. And I, I would probably be surprised if they did try to revert back to to what, what's worked
0: in the past. Have you been excited or let down by the trade rumors surrounding Russell Westbrook, by the way, now that we bring up like a Malcolm Brogdon,
1: I think I've been more encouraged than anything. Yeah. What about you?
0: Uh, the names getting thrown out there. I was like, wait, what? That's really people. would it, do Is that? it
1: so much the names or is it the amount of options that, that sound like there's out Both. there for, for a guy who made a lot of people are like John wall and that's all you're going to get.
0: Right. That's what we went from, right? Like John wall and we got to give a pick to get John mm-hmm. wall. And then now it's, and people did say in the office, it would be easier to trade Russ. But now it's like you're talking about, you know, a Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald thing. You're talking the Hornets, whether it be a Hayward, a Rozier or whoever you're, you're there's is there other op, like. I don't think it's an option, but there's people that are blue with blue check marks that are talking about, you know, like a Kyrie Irving. You know, there's 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 rumors out there how realistic any of these things are. I have no idea, but I would say 100 percent agree with you. Encouraged.
1: I, again, a deal has to happen. Maybe it is John Wall after all that and stuff like that. Or maybe Westbrook's still on the team, although I I, I would bet against that. But um, yeah, I think early on, and again, as more teams fall out of the playoffs, as they look at their contracts and who they have to give extensions to, like Charlotte, for, ex- for instance, like they're not in need of a Russell Westbrook. Like they're not getting him in terms of what he can provide on the court. They're getting him more in terms of freeing up future money to Mm -hmm. give their younger guys extensions. So like that's an avenue where the Lakers can maybe benefit and also get some like contributions right away from key guys. So I, I think they have, and if you're a Laker fan, you have to be encouraged just that there's options out there. Hopefully they'll, they'll be more like closer to the draft.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think that it doesn't really matter who the coach is going to be. I think that Rob Palenka is going to make a deal that he seems that he deems his best, regardless of who his coach is. Um, I don't think if they bring in a coach, it'll matter. I think he's just going to trade whoever he thinks. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, I would be surprised if they. I don't even know if the timeline really works, but I would be surprised if they like trade Russ before they get a coach. But I don't think it matters what kind of coach they bring in. I think that it is pretty clear that having LeBron and Russ on the same team really didn't work. Like we, like anybody thought, even in the most optimistic person, it just didn't really seem to ever click. Right. Yeah. And I, I think
1: just from the, the human side of it, it just seems like everybody's ready to just go their separate ways. Like they tried it didn't work. Um, don't double down on it. It's not going to work again next year. So if, if you can get it, make a deal that doesn't jeopardize, future picks or a lot of them at least, and you kind of get better in the short term, then you you have to do it. And uh, even for Westbrook, I'm sure he'll be happier, probably literally anywhere else
0: next year. Interestingly enough, the Hornets are one of three teams that don't have a head coach right now. Lakers and the Kings yeah, being right. the other. I thought that was a pretty surprising trade because the Hornets, um, do you think they surprise people? Like just by even being in the plan?
1: I think like, again, I have to, recheck this but i think they've like upped their win total maybe 10 games like every last two seasons or something like that that's why yeah. that firing of the head coach was surprising but a lot of charlotte people i follow they said it was mostly because his resistance to play the younger players so it's kind of funny <laughs> if they were just a trade for westbrook immediately and then yeah. but you're not playing him over like lamella ball or anything right and
0: that's a whole other thing too like if is if russell westbrook goes there how does the west Russell Westbrook, LaMelo ball connection. Look, it's, that seems to just be a pure financial thing. Like let's get rid of Gordon Hayward's contract for yeah. one contract. That's going to be gone in a year. Who knows if the Hornets like buy him out or something Who like the chances after that are, are, you know, well, mm-hmm. I mean the options after that are, are there's, there's few for the Hornets as well. All, all at the same time, Russell Westbrook, Jordan athlete, Jordan, yeah, that's owner a, of the team. Mm-hmm. They seem to have a very good relationship. Maybe just Jordan just likes him, wants him on the team. Going to bring in a coach. I mean, I don't think that coach will be Frank Vogel, but they'll bring in a coach. <laughs> you know, uh, do you think Frank Vogel's gonna be a head coach somewhere this year? Oh, that's a good question. Like I could see Frank Vogel in Sacramento.
1: Yeah, I can see that. That 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 sounds. Oh man, that's following Luke Walton territory. It is, but fired.
0: I don't know. Like, I, don't, I never thought Luke was really like head coach.
1: I, I think Volker material. would do well. I, I, think I actually better, think he would do well in Sacramento.
0: Yeah. I think, he, you know, I think a coach that like can focus on defense with a young team, you can control that. You can control, I, I believe that you can control effort. <laughs> and yeah, anyways, it's interesting though, these rumors, you know, I think we did a podcast about. Uh, Jacob had, uh, someone on from Indianapolis talking about the options there. Um, and now Cooper wrote something about, you know, why he would take Gordon Hayward in LA. And honestly, man, without even mentioning a name, if it means Russ is gone, I'm in.
1: <laughs> like, I was going to say, which one of those trades would you prefer? So say it's, uh, the Indy, ind- let's say the Indie deal is Brogdon, Buddy Healds. And I think you have to do Westbrook and none or THT and maybe a pick versus what Westbrook for Hayward. I think Terry Rozier is a name. Also heard Kelly Oubre is the name. Yeah. Like which one of those? I would think you
0: obviously prefer? the Indianapolis one is a lot sexier, right? I mean, you finally get buddy healed on the Lakers. Brogdon is, a, what did you average 19 points last year? or Something like that. And you say he is, his, def, his defense is really good kendrick then i mean was he whatever i don't know i don't care (laughs) you know uh, a pick i know i know i saw someone write that the lakers really want to keep the 2027 2029 first round picks unless there's options to move russell westbrook which Mm -hmm. to me means they will trade those picks no problem to me the indianapolis one sounds too good to be true
1: yeah i mean i i can see um because like let's if not I forget
0: were, how trades work, Alex. Yeah. When you put stuff out there just to get the ball rolling, you know, like, yeah, we can get Buddy Heald and Malcolm Brogdon for Russell Westbrook. Did you hear that? Polinka texts everybody at The Athletic, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know how true these things are, but.
1: I guess if I were to make, if I were to like to play devil's advocate and, and, and argue for that Charlotte deal, um, if it were Hayward and let's just say, Ubre, or even if it was tear, like I, I would say Ubre, just a little more realistic. You do acquire two wings in, in that deal, so, mm-hmm. a position the Lakers really, really yeah. need help in, and aren't easy to acquire, especially in terms of the money the Lakers are going to have this off season. So I think we minimum guys, maybe a tax level mid level, which at six million dollars you're not going to get an impact rotation wing. And although Hayward and Ubre both have flaws, and Hayward with his injury when he was healthy he was still a really solid starting wing and those are really hard to come by.
0: And as you see in the playoffs, they're very valuable in the NBA. Yes. yes, Very, very, very valuable in the NBA. I'm hoping that the bus brothers are scouting nothing but wings for this year's upcoming draft and, and just finding those, the next Austin Reeves, I hope is a wing player. The next Alex Cruz, I hope is a wing player because yeah, I mean, you watch the playoffs and it's, it's probably the most important piece on the court
1: it's crazy like a lot of these teams like i look at boston obviously that's the one everybody kind of points to everyone's like six foot six or, or taller and you have like a marcus smart out there who could guard like mm-hmm. everyone defense player wow. of the year so
0: malcolm yeah. brogdon six foot five is that just right under the radar there like is that doesn't that doesn't qualify
1: no that works and again he does multiple things like he's he's been a name that lakers twitter have kind of loved for years just because of his Like in theory, his fit LeBron is pretty, pretty perfect. Spaces the floor, good playmaker, veteran defends. Well, it's like kind of checks a lot of boxes.
0: Not the greatest three point shooter.
1: No. And I think, you know, to be fair, he's, he is getting older. Also has injury Mm -hmm. history and he, I I believe his contract. uh, I'm not sure how many years he has left, but I know it's not like the, the most team friendly deal. I have to double check that, but. I can see why maybe indeed we'd want to get rid of it out to to get one year of a Westbrook and a pick or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, Especially
1: since it got Halliburton now, like they want to rebuild around the, uh, around him.
0: I think that trade trade rumor season is very exciting because the, you know, you can just start imagining all these things in your brain. Like Nick Wright tweeted about the, how it should, you know, you trade Russ to the Nets, you know, Russ and KD get to play together again. Kyrie and LeBron get to play together again. Their best versions of themselves. You know, it's it's fun, man. How realistic is it? Uh, probably not. Not probably like under five percent. Probably under two percent. But it's still fun to talk about. Still fun to discuss. That's what happens when your team gets eliminated in before the playoffs. This is what this is what you get.
1: Yeah, these are our playoffs. <laughs> these trade rumors are what we have to look forward to. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we see at some point, another Kyrie uh, link to the Lakers in some, some way.
0: Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Brooklyn is down by six, five minutes left in the third quarter prediction. Do they get swept tonight? By the time this airs, people will be like, yeah, they freaking lost or yeah, they won.
1: I I would, I would say so. Yeah.
0: Now they're down by nine. Did you know that Ben Simmons back hurts so much that he's not even sitting on the bench. He's not even in the arena.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't again, why did you bring him back to and, and all the report the, the weird thing was like none of this really would have been a big deal if there wasn't so many reports <laughs> saying, Oh, he's playing game four. Right. Like all the reports came out saying, Oh yeah, he's ramping up game four. And then I think there was a report that even came out saying, Yeah, he's playing game four.
0: Yeah, I think the Nets, yeah. the Nets did this to themselves. The Nets did this themselves. The Nets were desperate. The Nets are in a desperate situation, and they should have just shut him down for the season. Hey, we're gonna ramp up. He needs a full offseason. He needs an offseason with KD and Kyrie. Like, it made no sense why they would
1: have be- silenced it right there.
0: Imagine bringing him back in Game Four of an elimination game, like in, and an elimination game, and he plays ten minutes. Like, what does that do for you? Nothing. <laughs> it, it
1: just and again, it, get, it gets him off to a rough start. Like, even if he plays amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, that does if,
0: nothing. If anything, it gave him a scapegoat, I guess. Like, yeah. hey, let's not really pay attention to Kyrie and KD and Steve Nash. Let's blame it all on Ben Simmons, who hasn't played a single minute for us this year.
1: You know what? Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad point.
0: Like, yeah. uh, Alex, off-season basketball. Off-season podcast, I mean. It's good stuff. <laughs> so it's How was that? Fun. Uh, tomorrow, silverscreenroll.com The DJ Augustine mm-hmm. review will be out. Alex is writing a few, if you signed up for anybody else.
1: Yeah. So I go from DJ Augustine to I go to Anthony Davis. Next. Oh,
0: when is that one <laughs> next week?
1: Uh, I think that one's towards the end. So yeah, either next week or the week after it's the second to last. So. I think
0: we'll talk longer than four <laughs> minutes about Anthony Davis than we did. DJ Augustine, like we did today, but thank you, DJ. Cause it was a nice transition into point guards and the kind of player the Lakers need. So appreciate that, DJ. And uh, if you do come back, I wouldn't be mad. It's like he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Alex. Pleasure as always at Alex M regla. Check him out on Twitter. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. Uh, Oh, by the way, I was at two of the Padres Dodgers games this weekend,
1: which ones the, the
0: both losses, losses. (laughs) both losses. Oh my God, dude. Yesterday was brutal. And, it was brutal. The team was hung over. The Padres were hung over. They were partying <laughs> with a UFC fighter Saturday night in their locker room. They were playing beer pong after the extra innings game. Right, they're playing beer pong with this UFC fighter named Patty the Batty, Patty Pimblett, this new guy that's like supposedly the next Conor McGregor. And they were in the locker room playing beer pong. And the starting pitcher was for the Padres that pitched on oh, Sunday wow. was playing beer pong, and he had the worst freaking game of his so far early season. It's like maybe don't do that like <laughs> like i don't know anyways yeah it was brutal for for me but not for i would say as people. a dodger
1: fan i loved not it for I, most ho- people. I hope they they do beer pong before every game making the cody Dodgers. bellinger
0: look like an mvp candidate yeah. again yeah they get pod that 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 lineup man Oof. oh it's fun there's like very little holes and the- i don't know who the second baseman was yesterday but everybody else i'm like damn it like every time he came up to bat like damn it damn it Damn it, yeah. Anyways, Dodgers, they're, they're going to win like 100 games this year. No problem. We'll talk to everybody next week. This is Taco Tuesday. Subscribe, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. SilverScreenRoll.com for your latest news. Alex, talk to everybody next week.
1: Thanks, man.